The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr. Writing is hard, but using the right tools can make it easier. And one popular tool that a lot of authors swear by is Scrivener. But other authors find it impenetrable. It's too complicated or they don't know where to get started, which is why I'm excited to introduce our guest today. He's an ordained pastor, a church planner, author, and a creative Christian coach who has as much passion for prayer as he does for productivity, and he trains Christians to get their message out into the world, and he is the creator of one of the most popular courses on how to use Scrivener. David Martin, welcome to the Christian Publishing Show. Hey, it's great to be here. So what is Scrivener? I mean, Scrivener is, a lot of people kind of liken Scrivener. They'll come from something like Microsoft Word, which most people are very familiar with. And they'll come to Scrivener thinking, all right, this is like uh, like a fancy word processor. You know, they've heard all of the, I mean, I know for me, I'd heard all of the accolades about Scrivener is this incredible piece of software for writing. And then you come and you think, you're kind of expecting a, glorified word processor well i can tell you uh, for one it's not just a glorified word processor the way i describe it is as it's a writing environment so instead of just being somewhere that you throw your words on a page it actually is an environment where you can really build your book build your novel it uh, you can plot your novel out in there utilizing the different and I, I, I guess one of the reasons people sometimes f- think it complicated is that it allows you to have your research in one in there your writing in there your plotting in there all in one place so it really provides an environment for the entire process of building your book kind of long long answer to a short question but there is so much in there it's not just a word processor. That's really good. And one thing that kind of helps understand, uh, at least for me, is kind of realizing where they came from. Microsoft Word was created in the, I guess, early 90s, late 80s, as a way of making memos to send out to the office, right? And writing letters that you would print out on paper and put into an envelope and send somebody, right? And then students started using it for writing essays. And then uh, authors started using it for writing books. But it was never created it's really for authors specifically. And there uh, are a lot of features that are just missing or are really poorly um, developed in Word when, for authors, and, which is what's nice about Scrivener because it was created specifically for authors. I remember using Scrivener 1 back, I don't know, 10 years ago or more, and it had this mode where it blacked out the whole screen. There was no buttons, no bold, no italics, just white and a place to type. Beautiful. And, and it was like, it recreated the typewriter experience. And I'm like, this is a feature that only an author would appreciate. But as an author, I really appreciate it. Yeah, the great thing is that you can tell that it's it's created for writers by writers, by people who understand the needs of a writer, as opposed to someone just kind of wanting to put words on a page. The, the problem that I found when I was utilizing Word, and, and you know, don't misunderstand me, I really like Word, actually. I've, I've, I've written tens, if not, well, hundreds of thousands of words 
in Microsoft Word. I, you know, there are a lot of really glowing points that I, I, I like. But when it comes to actually, I, I think of the book development process as more like building a book as opposed to writing a book. And, and, and it's like Microsoft Word is so linear. It's like you start on page one and as you keep writing, it just gets longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and longer. Whereas with Scrivener, you can actually think, oh, wow, I've got an idea for this chapter or this scene or this character. And, you know, when inspiration is there to actually develop a part of your manuscript, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you can actually just write that there in within Scrivener and then move it to its correct place when you want to. And just to actually build out the book, not in there. I mean, some people may write in a linear fashion. I don't write in a linear fashion. I, I write according to, ah, this is, is in my heart right now. I want to get it on the page and I'm not having to find the place in the manuscript where it fits. Scrivener allows me to just create a document within my manuscript, within my draft folder, get that scene down or get that section down um, and then move it into its, I, I'm, you know, it's almost like you build the book out and then you arrange the book in the best fashion for the reader afterwards. And it just allows those processes to take place without it becoming a very complex and messy copy and paste exercise like it would be in something like Microsoft Word. Which is very risky, right? Copying and pasting, if you're not careful, you can delete and lose whole sections of your story and, and not realize it, right? As you're, cop you know, it's one of the most dangerous things you do in a Word document is, is copying and pasting. And yet we don't, it doesn't feel dangerous when we're doing it. Yeah, speaking of um, kind of those dangerous moments where you might lose something, one of the things, I mean, I don't know if Word does this now or not because it's a long time since I've really built out a, what what I would consider a real book in in. Microsoft Word, but Scrivener auto saves everything. It's got features where you can actually take a snapshot. So you can actually go in and say, look, I'm going to make some radical changes to this. Uh, it's, you know, like, 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 say, for example, it's two o'clock in the morning. You wake up in bed. You get a zap of inspiration. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to make these changes. You go down and you start making the changes and they seem so incredibly wonderful at the time. This is like <laughs> the next great novel. And then you go back to bed. You wake up at eight o'clock the following morning. You look at what you've written and you think, oh, no, what have I done to my manuscript? You know, it, was, it must have been the pizza I ate before I went to bed. <laughs> But what, what, what Scrivener will allow you to do is you can say, okay, I know myself, I know what pizza does to me, but this may be inspirational. You can take a snapshot and just say, look, just choose that section, choose that document within your manuscript, say, take a snapshot of this. You can then make all the changes you want and then come back afterwards and think, ah, Maybe the original was better, or you can take that that snapshot from whenever you took it. You can take several of even one section. You can compare them side by side. And so it can almost be like you've got kind of numerous manuscripts underway, 
at one time without that destructive nature that sometimes happens in in more and I know you can probably do some of that in word with revisions and things like that and but um but scrivener just makes it so it just actually even though for a lot of people like you say it seems impenetrable it seems complicated once you actually begin to understand the thinking behind some of the features within scrivener and just get down just the ones that you want that work for you i mean there's always a danger with any software i think that a feeling that you need to know all of the bells and whistles before you can really put it to use actually i found there's like three or four bells and whistles that i can like create a really great tune with <laughs> and once you get the features that you will use down and understand how they work and why they work the way they do in the context of how you write a book how you develop your novels your characters your 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 kind of non-fiction manuscripts or whatever um scrivener actually becomes surprisingly simple and so intuitive yeah so so walk us through that thinking help us understand for for the person who bought scrivener and it's sitting unused and they're still using Microsoft Word and they're creating all these different draft versions and part of their stories in one document and part of their stories in another document. Yeah. And they know that that's not the best way, but they don't know how yeah. to really get started with Scrivener. Walk us through kind of how to think uh, like an author who uses Scrivener. Okay. That's quite a big question because I think different authors think different ways, Thomas. So it's it's like there's there couldn't be a kind of global answer to that one i mean certainly for me and i've just kind of touched on this previously i really look at the process of uh developing out a story or developing out a book um i write a lot of books on prayer in non-fiction i run a, a kind of very prolific fiction business that i'm very involved in and i look at the process of developing out a story or a manuscript as a building process. And one of the nice things within Scrivener, so within Scrivener, you've got kind of uh, a sidebar, if you like, I'm thinking kind of in website terms, but you've got your content area, and then you've got a sidebar down the side that will have a folder for your manuscript, a folder for your research, and any other number of folders that you want to create, you mean to fit your your particular way of working. It can be as simple or as complex as pos- as as you want. Um, I try to keep things simple and streamlined. So I might just have my research folder um, and then my manuscript folder. Instead of just beginning to write um, like you would in Word, kind of you open up your document and begin to write chapter one and then your text, chapter two, your text, you would create within your manuscript um, folder, you would create a separate document. Say, for example, this would be the simplest structure for me. And and to be honest, it's actually generally the way I work. You can just, you would just create a separate document within your manuscript folder for each chapter. And so underneath that folder, you would see chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, and then work on those as individual items. Or um, what you can do is you can then nest other um, f- uh, other documents 
underneath that top document. So you could have your chapter one document, for example, and then nest underneath that document, scene one, scene two, scene three. And each of those are a separate document within your Scrivener manuscript. An another way I know novelists like to use it is, and there's actually built into Scrivener, uh, if you use one of their templates, there's a section for characters, right? You can write up yes, the backstory yeah, yeah. for your characters and a section for places. And, um, you know, maybe you are uh, writing a sci-fi novel, right? We need more sci-fi novels out there. And you have a section for alien races, right? Here, this is the violent alien race. And you write up, and this detail isn't going to go into your final book. This is to help you keep your story more consistent. And it's especially useful if you're writing a series, right? And you're like, oh yeah, what was that planet? Let me go to the section on planets. What's their ecology like? And you're like, that's right. I remember now. The templates are so, so useful. Even like the templates that just come baked in straight out of the box, make it very easy because also one, one of the, one of the more complicated areas within Scrivener is if you utilize Scrivener to actually, um, uh, if you if you utilize Scrivener to format your book as well, because Scrivener will take you from blank page to a publishable document that you can upload to Amazon or to Apple or wherever. Um, but the what they call the compiler is a beast of a machine. I mean, it can literally you can do anything from like a proof, uh, like a professional proof copy that you might send to a, um, a traditional publisher, right through to a screenplay, through to an EPUB or a Mobi, or you can throw out a PDF or you can put out, um, a, you know, a, a Microsoft Word file. So there's a lot of power in there and like, a gazillion options that if you just come just like a oh, man, what do I press? What, what, there, there are so many different things here and you can choose which parts of your manuscript end up in the final kind of outputted file, et cetera, et cetera. One of the, one of my favorite things about the um, templates that Scrivener ship with is that they've already built in a lot of those kind of, um, uh, a lot of those formatting choices as well. So you do not have to do like figure them all out for yourself. If you choose the novel template and then you go to the compiler and you say, look, I want to output a PDF at this size. Um, and it's made a lot of the stylistic choices for you, which I guess for some people who are kind of really kind of that they want everything just the way they like it, then that may not be how they would want to use it. And it will give you freedom to customize to your heart's content. But really, you can just kind of plug and play if you utilize their templates. And then as you begin to understand how that works, you can then begin to customize. You can just make a copy of a template that exists in there and begin to customize it very much to your own specific needs, which, as you say, if you're a sci-fi writer or a romance writer or whatever genre genre you're working in, obviously the kind of the needs and the templates and some of the things that you're working with may differ. And you can build out your own, as you get more used to it, you can build out your own templates 
save them in Scrivener. And so when you come to start a new project, you can just choose, I want, I want my customized template to be the kind of base plate that I begin from. Very, very powerful. Yeah, I love that. So, so let's talk through the process. So we start, we can use Scrivener to help create the outline. It's got this really cool index cards feature where you can very quickly rearrange the outline of your book. And then you start working on your backstory and you write your characters and then eventually writing the actual book, right? So you've got chapter one, chapter two, then it comes time to get edits on the book. So walk us through, uh, when I started with Scrivener a decade ago, the only way to get edits was to export the Scrivener document into a Microsoft Word document and then send that Microsoft Word document to your editor who would then make revisions with track changes. Has that changed at all in the last 10 years? I will be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. That is still how I do it because of, because still a lot of people tend to use. I mean, if you were to, if you had an editor, and I, I guess I think a Scrivener's become somewhat more user friendly and certainly a, a great deal more popular. I think, I think more and more people have embraced the benefits of utilizing a writing environment as opposed to just a word processor. You know, as you begin to see the benefits of it, I mean, you would just not choose to use anything else, certainly in the building and development of your book. Um, but still, there are often times where, say, an editor uh, feels more comfortable with a Microsoft Word document. Generally, what I've done is if they're not Scrivener friendly, um, you can output as a Microsoft Word document direct from Scrivener. You can get them to make the edits that that you want made. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that you're working with an editor that you're comfortable with, that you're confident with, and that you you know, you know, I, you know, you're not wanting it back with every little kind of detail about every change they've made, and you're going through like to figure if it's. It's right. You're working with someone you're confident with. You can output as a Microsoft Word document, get them to make their changes, track changes, et cetera. Check that, you know, it's what you want and just accept those changes. But then Scrivener has, um, and, and this for me is, was one of the kind of real revelations of, uh, you know, how actually user-friendly Scrivener is. There are ways in which you can re-import that Word document and um, have it just because obviously when you output the Word document, when you compile as a Word document, it creates it as one Microsoft Word file, you know, the linear Microsoft Word file that we're so used to. But Scrivener has ways of uh, re-importing that and splitting it back into its respective chapters. And you can do that and even kind of have the chapters named if you if you utilize, if you're not just a chapter one, chapter two person, you like to name your chapters as I do, you can have it even pull in those names. There are a few kind of just technical ways and things that you will need to do to make that happen. But it's really, really simple once you know how. So that's great. So what you do, you export the Word document, you send it to your editor, and you go through the editing process with your editor. And then eventually you've accepted or rejected all the changes, and you import it back into Scrivener. And then you can use Scrivener to create your PDF or your EPUB or your ebook files if you want to. Or you can 
uh, if you're using Vellum, which I know a lot of authors uh, really swear by, you can pull it into Vellum, but you have a lot of flexibility in that Scrivener can be your Microsoft Word interface, right? A lot of people use Scrivener to create their Word documents because once you get to know Scrivener, you tend to really like it. And it has tools like where it can analyze, oh, you're overusing this phrase (laughs) and you need to use this phrase less often. Word will never tell you that, but Scrivener with its powerful AI engines, like you're overusing this word, maybe use a different word. Yeah, again, again, it's it's just one of those things where you know that there's a writer's brain behind the development of the software. And, and uh, you know, Scrivener can be kind of your entire tool palette in one. You can, you can develop your book. You can, I mean, it, it also integrates um, directly with um, pro writing aid. You can actually import your, I don't know, I'm sure many of your listeners might use pro writing aid or, um, and you can import a Scrivener document into pro writing aid, have it do all of its kind of, kind of analyzing and yeah, make changes in there and then re and then export that back as a Scrivener file directly back into Scrivener. I mean, the, the process that I use now, because I've got to admit, uh, Vellum has spoiled me <laughs> for, um, so, but, but, you know, you can take it right through to, and you can produce beautiful files right the way through to the point of uploading them to Kindle or Apple Books or wherever, all within Scrivener. My process now, um, just for my own ease and street, the, the, the kind of the streamlined nature of producing consistently beautiful books is, as you say, I will actually build and develop the book in Scrivener because there's no environment like it. There's no software can even come close to touching just how incredibly powerful Scrivener is for that process. It will then, as you say, go to the editor. So it goes out to a Microsoft Word file, those edits are made. That docx file now, um, and you know, whereas I used to uh, work with Scrivener for my uh, end product as well, that docx file that comes back to me now gets imported into Vellum, and I actually use Vellum to create that final output document, especially, especially when they introduced i mean this was a while ago now but i'm still excited about it when they introduced being able to create the print version as well as the digital version that was like hallelujah moment i thought the heavens (laughs) had opened and the angels had started singing you know i mean so so yeah scrivener now at this junction in my in my kind of career plays a pivotal essential place in the development and building of the book and although I know I could still use it to format the book, I choose to output that file from Scrivener into something that is vellum friendly, like a docx, and just bring it into um, vellum for my formatting. And if you're traditionally published, you don't have to worry about all of that formatting uh, part of this process. Your publisher is going to take how the process will look like if you're traditionally published. You write the book in Scrivener, and then once you're done with your rough draft, you would export it as a docx. You would send it to the publisher. The publisher would send you back revisions. You go back and forth through the various revision cycles, and then once 
there's a version that's finished, your publisher will then do the typesetting and often send you back a PDF as a final proofread, uh, which will show you exactly how the words will be on the page. Some uh, publishers will also send you an actual physical copy, uh, an advanced um, or an author, you know, advanced reader copy or a, a preview, you know, proofreading copy. Because sometimes you catch errors in the paper that you don't catch in the physical. But Scrivener still fits into that process, and a lot of traditionally published authors use Scrivener, and it's gotten a lot easier to get questions answered because so many authors now use Scrivener. Back when I was a kid, nobody used Scrivener, but now yeah. it's the go-to. <laughs> service. Uh, so we're almost out of time, but what are some mistakes, uh, David, that you see authors making when they first start using Scrivener? Um, I mean, I know for me, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes people come with a an expectation that Scrivener is going to look and work like the programs that they may be more um, familiar with. And um, they get scared off. I mean, I, I joke about it, but it's actually really, it's, it's a, a true story. I heard, I, I actually read about Scrivener in a magazine and someone was like singing the praises of Scrivener. I think it was back in Scrivener one days, actually, way back in the day. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I eagerly went out and purchased this program Scrivener as people here may do, thinking that Scrivener is the answer to my my problems, I'm, they're all going to be resolved. And then I opened Scrivener and at first look, it's just so radically different than what I was used to that I, I, I've got to, I, you know, I'm ashamed to say it now, but I just closed it down and let it sit there thinking, I just don't want to face that. I don't want to, you know, I'm used to this. I'm comfortable with this other way of working. Um, but, uh, as I went forward, I realized that actually my comfortable way of working was being a great, was a great deal more consuming of my time and effort and energy and, you know, all of the things that I had to work around to make my comfortable way of working work became more painful than and, and a lot of people talk about a painful learning curve. Honestly, Scrivener, the learning curve is a lot less painful than it appears, especially if you kind of utilize some of the training that is available. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I developed training products for Scrivener, because I know that I'd been through the pain of trying to figure it out myself. But, it, you know, actually leveraging some of the training that's out there now you can be really honestly, no kidding, you can be up and running and comfortable with Scrivener within 30 minutes. In, in the essentials, in the essentials. Yeah, it's kind of like going from a college dorm where you have a microwave and a small fridge and a sink in the bathroom to having an actual kitchen. It's like, it's a lot of the same things, right? Your refrigerator is the same kind of refrigerator, is bigger. You have the same microwave, the sink is a little more accessible, but you also have new things like a stove and an oven. And yes, learning how to use a stove requires some, you know, training, right? You need to know how to apply heat to food. And it, it takes a little bit of skill to learn how to put a pizza in the oven, but it's totally worth it. <laughs> so Yes. You, yeah, that's uh, it. Man. You, you can do everything that you could have done in that, you know, dorm, college dormitory, but you can also do other things that were very hard. Yeah, I tell you, you can cook a delicious <laughs> book. In Scrivener. 
And it's it's like it honestly is like the difference between creating a three course meal or a five course meal and having a microwave meal. And for me, Microsoft Word, as much as I love it and as much as it has its place in my ecosystem of apps, it really does. I mean, it's this is not um, like Scrivener. Yes, Microsoft Word. No, it has its place in this publishing book development and writing and page layout ecosystem. But it really is when it comes to building a novel, building out a story, keeping your research uh, and your characters and your places and all of that things, keeping all of that so you have a real handle on it. It's the difference between a microwave and like a full cooking range. I like I like what you said. I'm totally in agreement. <laughs> yeah, you can totally steal that metaphor. Where can people who want to get that training? They they don't want to figure out Scrivener on their own. They want somebody to show them where to click and and what to do, kind of visually on the screen. Where where can they find that training? They can just jump over to learnscrivener.net. We will have a link to learnscrivener.net in the show notes. And David, where can people find out more about you? Um, I've got two places that they can go. Um, I run a, a I run a specific um, training academy for Christian authors and Christian creatives at christiancreative.academy, or I blog over at indieauthor, I-N-D-I-E, author.com. All right. And as always, we will have links to those things in the show notes. Our sponsor today is the Christian Writers Market Guide. The Christian Writers Market Guide is the most comprehensive and highly recommended resource uh, in the market for finding a Christian agent, editor, publisher, publicist, writing coach, and so much more. If you're looking for a list of podcasts to help you with your writing, or if you're looking for somebody to help take your writing to the next level, this is a vetted set of uh, Christians who will help you. So a lot of people are like, I just don't know who to call to edit my book. Well, if you get the Christian Writers Guide, you will have hundreds of editors to choose from. You can reach out to them and ask them if they're Scrivener friendly or not. If you want to work with an editor who uh, is Scrivener native or or not, it's a really great resource and you can get it at christianwritersmarketguide.com and there's also a print version you can get on amazon.com. David Martin, thank you so much for joining us today on the Christian Publishing Show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.